A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness. experiencing expansion I'm experiencing expansion this new week we give you thanks for your mercy we give you thanks for your help we give you thanks for your greater glory especially in our relationships we're getting better and better and better in Jesus mighty name please put your hands together if you can can we do it louder Amen. Now, before we get seated, can we go around and greet like five people or seven people? Seven people. already sitting there. Amen. Hmm. I know we're standing. Okay, put your hands together for Jesus. And take your seat. Hallelujah. Fathers, we get into your word. Give us understanding. Heal our homes. Prepare those who are single for a great marital future. Let us be salt and light to our world. In Jesus' mighty name. I can hear you. Amen. 
Everyone emerges from a family. Everyone. Everyone seated here or you are watching online, you came from a family. And I would like to agree to a measure that most of our character traits, our behavior was curated or shaped in that family setting. So when we come to church, especially, and we get to school, the family, I mean, the, our character and all those things begin to get better and shaped. But especially in church where the word of God has the capacity to penetrate into areas where academics cannot get into. If you remove that, you are as raw as the family you came from. So we must also agree that every generation is shaped by families. Every. Because everyone, the military general, the pastor, the president, the players uh, playing for Nigeria, <laughs> everyone came from a family. The kidnapper came from a family. The priest from a family. So if there's anything we want to attend to is how families are shaped. If you shape the family, you shape the generation. And many of us that are already married with children must be aware that you are shaping the next generation. The way you raise your son is the way a particular family will turn out because that your son, by the grace of God, will be the husband of one woman. And if you have been able to do a good job, it will reflect on his own children. The same thing for the daughters. The way the daughter is raised, she will become a wife to someone. And then that begins to shape the next generation. I just want us to be aware that things don't just happen. The moment family setting is in disarray, a whole generation goes in disarray. And if there's any institution that should get it better, it's the church. Universities won't do that. That's not the assignment. High schools won't do that. NGOs can't really do that. It is the church that can help build our homes. So I, I would love you to listen. I don't, I don't have so much time, you know, in that sense. But the little we can learn, I believe will be a blessing to us. Whether you are single or you are married. Proverbs 24, verse 3. Can we read it together this morning? We're going to read from 3 to 5. Are we ready? Okay, one to go. Through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is what? Verse 4. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all and, and then verse 5, a wise man is, yes, or yes, a man of knowledge. So let's go back to verse 3. How is a house built? Through what? Wisdom. Proverbs 14, 1. 
Proverbs 14, 1. 1, 2, go. The wise woman does what? But they... So we realize that the capital ingredient for building a home, a family, marriage, is the wisdom of God. Not your gender. You can be a man and be foolish. You can be a man and be wise. You can be a gentle lady and be very foolish. You can be a gentle lady and be very wise. It's not even your academics. You can be a professor and be a very horrible husband or wife. I'm sure we've seen some like that. You can be a lecturer. I've seen some of them that just live a very rash life. I want you to appreciate the place of wisdom in building the house. So the deficiency of wisdom shows up in the way every house is built. Where there is no wisdom or low supply of wisdom, you will start seeing it in the children or you see it in the marriage or you see it in the behavior. You know, you behave foolishly or you can behave wisely. So what we want to do, especially the second Sundays of every month as God will help us, is to grow in this wisdom so that we can build our homes where nobody is there yet. But we should not all also be remain where we were. Every man must desire to grow in wisdom. If you are a single lady or guy and you are aiming at getting married, this blesses you even more. Thank God for your career. I know you are getting better in your career. But preparations for marriage, it's because when it comes, it has come. It's like getting a job. Oh, I'm applying for a job. Applying, applying. I can do this. The day the job shows up and you have to resume, it has now come. It's time for you to manifest. I also know that when our, our relationships, whether single or married, are in good repair, it's like heaven on earth. But when it's not in good shape, you can die before your time because of health crisis and all those challenges that come with you know, relationship crisis. So we need to appreciate the place of wisdom. It says the wise woman, or it could be a wise man, builds a house, but where there is foolishness, what is even being built can be turned down. So how do I get wisdom? One of the basic ways is in James uh, 1, Verse 5. It looks very simple, but I want to appeal to you because I've seen people, I mean, in my years, by the way, <laughs> I've been pastoring for maybe 30 years now. So, I... Uh, I pastored on campus maybe for like three or four years. You know, but before I got to campus, I've been pastoring as a young boy. So, I have a bit of experience. And when we're talking in church, when you take things personal, you will not learn. You will not learn. If your testimony is being shared in church, that such and such bought a car by breakthrough, you go home and be saying, that's my what? You'll be priding in it. But when something now comes that hits you, you now turn it around. They're talking about my case. That's the wrong attitude. It's a testimony. 
We don't mention your name, right? And then you know it's yours. There's a joy. Ah, yeah, thank God. Pastor even mentioned that my case in church. And you are happy. You don't say, how can Pastor mention my testimony? My testimony is private. Only me should know it and God. Do you say that? No, you like it. And then when a message now comes and maybe hits you below the belt, and then maybe it looks almost like your case, then you take offense. I don't think that's a good attitude. I don't think so. It says, if any of you do what? Lacks wisdom. What should he do? Ask of who? God. What a good way. Whether he's educated or not. Let him ask of God. Who gives to all liberally? In Yoruba parlance, in a language, like, like liberally. He gives to you liberally and without reproach. He won't say, see this foolish husband, see this foolish single. No, God will say that. And it will be given to that person. So one principal way we get better in our relationships is to be asking God for wisdom every week. Your husband will hurt you. Your very close friends will hurt you. Your wife will hurt you. Or things will show up. But I want you to follow the word. Ask, Lord, I need your wisdom on how to handle this matter. Don't be doing things based on attitude. You know, I know what I will do based on age or experience. Some time ago, somebody was sharing with me about a, a wife. He said she always sits down at home watching Nollywood movies. Say, Pastor, she has now become it. She's a replica of it. The way she talks, the way she behaves. Because what you eat is what you manifest. So you don't use Nollywood wisdom to run your marriage. You watch five movies. They say this is how men behave. Be, 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 be. Hmm. I will show them myself. I won't take anything in this house. Or secondary school group on WhatsApp. You know the other stories. Uh, one man did this one. He slapped him. The woman did this one. You now carry three stories. This one. You now carry that as the wisdom of God. And be applying it. There will be crisis. To follow the word. Is the only wise God. Any counsel on your uh, student group or uh, on TV that does not tally with the word, I beg you to drop it in your own interest. Let him ask of God. And I pray today that there will be fresh release of the wisdom of God upon each one of us in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we are making decisions every week every month, we open ourselves up for the release of your wisdom in the name of Jesus Christ. We will not mistake in Jesus' name. Number six. But let him ask him, that is, you must agree that whatever direction God is giving you, we walk. Let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he would doubts. It's like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7, 
For let not that man suppose that he will what? Receive any. You, you, you are asking God for wisdom, believing that God is able to help me resolve this matter. Or show me the way forward. There's nothing God cannot handle. I've been there. Crisis at home or situation or a financial decision to make and you ask the Holy Spirit for the wisdom and he will tell you, don't make that purchase. There was a time I wanted to move houses some years ago, you know, and I was really ready to move houses. I would need to move, you know, and I was praying as the father and the Holy Spirit said, let the family stay in this place for one more year. Simple. And I told Pastor Bimbo, and then we agreed, and we enjoyed that one year. The moment the one year elapsed, some properties, some buildings now showed up that was not there. New buildings. And then we moved. So whatever God directs you, we build your home. So if he tells you to go and apologize to your wife or husband, I mean it. That is the wisdom for that time. Stop using logic. Stop using agiti. You go and apologize. Stop equalizing it. Uh, she, she did this to me. I can't go and apologize because she too did this, this, this. So it's three one, you know. I even still have two more to go. That's your mindset. But it will lead to more problems. The meek will lead guide in the way that you should go. There's no pride in this thing. If you allow pride you suffer in this life. Let him ask in faith. Let me show you something I learned. Um, Holy Spirit, help me. Uh, Genesis 20. Genesis 16 first, from verse 1 to 4. I think I even shared a video on our pastor's group. I mean, I was so shocked that Dr. Mike Murdoch had, has had shared it on marriage. I was so happy. It was shocked because I didn't know that that was there. Nothing tampers with a marriage like a wrong third voice. Nothing. A wrong third voice. Adam and Eve were having a great time. What was the third voice? You remember? That was fine. Until someone is talking to one of the parties wrongly. I saw he scattered the marriage or the, the family. Everything was fine. And then the enemy comes and whispers to Eve. And she did something. Adam came, partook of everything, and they kept, they were, they were out. It's called a third voice. Or should I use the word a wrong third voice? Only that in our dispensation, it's not only that the devil doesn't come like he went to Eve, you know, as a serpent. It comes in various ways. I'm not going to talk about that, you know. But I just want to be aware. Because when people are being influenced, they don't know. A third voice could be your mom. I just wonder, your husband goes to visit her mom. Every time he comes home, there's always fight. Something has been said to him to fight you, directly or indirectly. Or it could be your wife. She goes to see the mom or dad. By the time he comes home, behavior changes. Or it could be a friend. Anytime they have a conversation, just the person is behaving. Now, Sarah, Abraham's wife, had born him no children. And she had an Egyptian maid servant whose name was 
Are we here today? Can you hear me there? Praise the Lord. God bless you. Yeah. I had an Egyptian maid servant whose name was Hagar. So Sarah, it was the wife, said to Abraham, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go in to my maid. Perhaps I will obtain children by her. In those days, that their culture, they have such manifestations. You saw it in Jacob too, marrying both wife and chief bridesmaid, you know, uh, you know, like that. That was their culture. So, so please go into my maid. Perhaps I will obtain children by her. And Abraham heeded the voice of Sarah. That's a mistake, number one. It was a good, it was a not a good counsel, it was a counsel, but not a good counsel, not a godly counsel. He should have said, no, let's wait for God. If I perish, I perish. Like Esther. And a lot of things would have been avoided. Anyway, so verse, uh, then Sarah, Abraham's wife, took a girl, her maid, the Egyptian. Please remember it's her maid. Not her sister, not another woman in the town that is free. And gave her to her husband, Abraham, to be his wife. <laughs> After Abraham had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. Verse 4. So he went into her and she what? And she what? And she what? There are people you will meet that will be able to do certain things your husband can do or your wife can, cannot do, sorry. Your wife will not be the most beautiful woman. You will meet more beautiful ones. Your husband will not be the most caring man. You will meet more caring men. Sarah could not conceive. But what happened? The maid can now what? Oh. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became what? That's a third voice. So everybody needs to be aware that you met another woman in the office or in your neighborhood. Oh, she's even more respectful than my wife. She's even more this. She's a virtuous woman. She's not your wife. Oh, this guy. I, I wish my husband can be caring like him. Anytime I'm just bothered about something, that's the time he calls. It's Satan that told him to call. Don't, 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 don't overcoat it. It's not your husband. He's caring, more caring than my husband. My husband will just be doing like, this guy, he just knows the right words. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I hope ladies are listening. Every time I need a hug, I don't even need to say it. It just senses it from afar. You just do like this when I see him. Ah, I wish my husband was like that. Reverse the time. I'm going to marry him. What happened? What happened? What happened? When the devil is moving, no on time. A snake does not make noise until something has scattered. He just knows the right time to call. He knows the words to say. That lady, 
Anytime I'm having conversation with her, we talk seamlessly. If I know what's happening, 30 minutes, one hour. Ah, but to have a conversation with my own wife, 10 minutes, everything has broken down. She knows. How can you be discussing your wife with your ex? Cast out stupidity How can you, in all your sense, in all your covenant sense, be discussing your wife with your ex or your husband with your ex? Oh, the only deliverance name. Because, because, can I have a jar, like a, a, a container or something? Foolishness is foolishness. How can you? I don't even discuss my wife's weakness with my own mother that gave birth to me. I don't. Let's just bring that. How can you? And you think you are smart. What will your ex say? And if you are an ex and somebody is discussing their spouse with you, shut it down or push it back. Don't be feeling like you should have married me. Time yet is long. It has quadrad. Stop, stop destroying yourself and the other person. Let me give you an example. I, I, this time is going. We'll continue later, eh? If this is a, they did a, an experiment with frogs. You can say that so you don't block this paper, please. Like, you know, frog, like a toad. They boiled water, eh? Boiling water, it was boiled. As they put the frog inside, it jumped out. Ah! It's too hot. He escaped. They now did another experiment. In a very proper water, the toad was playing. They now started warming it small, small. Small, small. He stayed there. Until he died. That's how the devil operates. If he comes to you, bah, you you run. It's always very subtle. He told Eve, did God say? He never came and said, don't mind God, disobey God. Eve will look at what is the meaning of that God that created. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say, did God say this? And if you eat it, you'll be It looks very simple until they were out of the garden. This verse Eh? if you understand it, you will watch. There's a way you talk to your mom about your husband. She would despise your husband. It's very simple. You carried all her, all his nakedness. He says, so she went into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she could do what the, what's her name again? Sarah could not do. Look at her. She despised her. That word despise means the language will change inside the house. The maid that was doing like this before. Like, Good afternoon, ma. Yeah, the food is ready, ma. Everything is this, ma. Now, she just speaking. Ah, and Sarah was wondering. Ah, ah. Verse 5. Then Sarah said to Abraham, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between you and me. <laughs> Verse 6. So Abraham said to Sarah, why are you people laughing this morning? <laughs> eh? Eh, but she meant where? Well, 
So Abraham said to Sarah, Indeed, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarah dealt harshly with her, she fled. I hope some ladies can also pick lessons from here. How do you treat Hagar? Harshly. As deliverance. You purge your home. You purge your home. Genesis 21 verse 9. I know the singles in the house. I, I, I mean, I love you. We're praying for you. I'm still going to pray for us this, this service. Mind yourself. I'm not sure it's so decent for you to be close to a man so well that you're not so close to his wife. And then the closeness to the husband is now affecting the wife. What do you do? What do you do? You step aside. It doesn't mean the woman is a good woman. But you step aside. When and Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had born to Abraham, what? His son too now started, that Ishmael, started mocking Sarah. Verse 10. Therefore, she said to, the, to Abraham, cast out this bond woman and her son, for the son of this bond woman shall not be here with my son, namely, namely with Isaac. Verse 11, and the matter was very displeasing in Abraham's sight because of his son. Verse 12, but God said to Abraham, do not let it be what? Displeasing your sight because of the lad or because of your bond woman. Whatever Sarah said to you, listen to her voice, for in Isaac your seed shall be called. Verse 13, Yet I will make a nation out of your son of the born one because it's your seed. I will take care. I will do. God will what? Take care of Jonah. Of Hagar. Yet. Verse, verse 14 now. So Abraham did what? Rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and put it on her shoulder. He gave it and the boy to Hagar. And. We complain about Abraham's. Do you know I have stories in this Lagos of that Hagar having a second and a third child? This thing he did is still breakthrough. You don't know. Some other people, that Hagar will still stay. The next thing, she will get pregnant. Oh, she'll get that Hagar, proficient. And then you have three children. Thank God he sent her now. There's only Ishmael. Just imagine, only Ishmael now. We have Boko Haram. We have. Which other one do we have? Isis, we have Al Shabab, we have, you know. Can you imagine if uh, Shumaru and other things are added to it? <laughs> what this world would have been to them? A third voice can be a nation. I was preaching over the last week, Sunday evening, and some pastors came to me, and there was like a crisis how some pastor's wives left to Canada. And the husband is only one pastoring now. And church is going down. They are, please come back, let's do it together. They are said, no, I'm not coming back. So, that's a dilemma now. The church is going down. So the man is almost going to go and start all over again. 
in ministry has been pastoring 25 years or 30 years. You're not going to start over again because of Canada. How wise you are. A third voice can be sickness. What third voice do you need to get rid of on time for your life to be sane? Don't be careless. What third voice? What wrong third voice? A friend. How can your best friend that you confide in a lot is the opposite sex? You think it's okay? Can't you find somebody in your gender that you can confide in very well? Do you think that person you are telling your entire heart will respect your wife or your husband? And the woman outside knows more about you than your own wife. The man outside knows more about you than your husband. It's foolishness. I nearly titled my message, Reset. Like the frog thing I mentioned. Some of us have gone so far from the idea that you are almost thinking it's the right thing to do. So I'm trying to wake you up that you are far. You shouldn't have even gone that near that at all. What is that? You can't be chatting with somebody else's wife or another woman after 10, 10.30 because it's your friend or hiding your phone from your spouse. Where will that thing take you to? Where will it take it to? You will not be disgraced. You know how, you know how shameful it is when your chats are flying around in the church, when your family is setting or somewhere. Did you know how, how stupid that is? Just one statement, just one, you know. You don't need it. For single ladies or men, the more you meddle with somebody else's spouse, the more you create a longer journey for your marital settlement. I'm sure you know that. I don't need to quote too many scriptures for you. You should be wiser than that. You don't need it. That's somebody's husband or somebody's wife. Let them be. Even my own parents, when they have issues together, I tell my mom, I don't know where you met. You told us you met in the village, Abby. No problem. Daddy was the primary school teacher. Mommy was a student. Okay? You met there. It took you some years before you gave I'm even the fourth born. So, so I can't come and now be supporting one of you. No. I'll pray for two of you. I'll love two of you. But don't pitch. And, and married people here, don't pitch your children against the other person. I'm begging you. You can't be carrying your son or your daughter and be, you know, explaining how demonic their dad is in a very shaded way. And you think you are smart? Or you carry your son and, and, and be describing their mother? Your mother? I wish I didn't marry her. To the son, no. I wish I didn't marry your mom. She's a stupid woman. Your mommy did this, your mommy did that. How does that resolve the matter? 
how does that help the child? Now, if your children are grown up to a level that they can discuss things, you can have mature discussions, but don't demonize the other party before the children. Beware of the third voice. Seek a life of honor and decency. For some of us, it's like an awake. Seek a life of what? Honor and decency. That we make mistakes. Just, just reset yourself. I read one book where one particular great man of God, he said the, the philosophy of their ministry, <laughs> philosophy, that word, he said, they don't, I, said, I think it's uh, uh, Joseph Prince in Singapore, that their male pastors, you don't compliment another woman in a way without the husband being there. It's to help it open. No, not garage the woman somewhere. You're so beautiful. And that person's wife, so beautiful. Your hair is the best in that church. Be saying it before the husband. If not, keep quiet. Or you travel, you now buy gifts for somebody else's spouse. You carry. Think now for somebody else's spouse. You didn't buy for the husband or for the wife. And what you now bought is even underwear. How you got the size? We don't know. And then you, as a spouse, you pick the thing. Now wear it. You think it's okay? Seek. Let us seek a life of what? Honor and decency. You need to be bold enough to tell some people, don't ever, don't, please, don't send me such a chat again. I'll show my husband. I'll put smiley. What's that? Another man can't be paying for your hair. Is that okay? Another man can, if you don't, husband does not have the money for it, maybe you should delay. If it's another lady, maybe it's better. Abby, I don't think it's so decent for another man. You're married, though. He's paying for your hair. What is it? If you ask that man, his own, the wife, not one, because she doesn't respect him. You will not slow your journey down. You will not open the door to Satan. Let us seek a life of honor. You know, many times when they say somebody sent a nude picture to somebody, did it start like that? It starts from these conversations. All these, you are beautiful. And then at 11 p.m. And then they are flowing. That's why I use that frog thing. That's where it started from. I mean, I was already on that track. And then there is an emotional attachment until one day, I just want, I just like, like to see all of you. I've always wondered if what I can see is so beautiful, what about the ones I cannot readily see? And then you see, because you don't, your esteem needs recharge. The esteem is so, needs help. When they say that, okay, let me just show him or her the part that they don't see. In the bathroom, you now send it. 
I mistakenly sent it to another number. Let's keep what is private. private. I'm five minutes over the time because of the third service. I hope you are blessed. Let's bow our heads to pray. I, I want us to talk to God. I, I said we are, we are not all there yet. I do not speak to condemn anyone. But let's seek a life of honor and decency. You are faithful, you are good. 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 You are faithful, you are pray for ourselves, you know, I've said a lot by the Spirit, I believe. Can you pray for your spouse? If you need to ask God for mercy as it relates to any area, it's okay. It's rich in mercy. His mercy is not scarce, but ask Him. And then ask Him for help. Strengthen me, Lord. Let your strength be made perfect in my weakness. Let your strength, O oh Lord, be made perfect in our weaknesses. Father, restore homes here. Every single trust in you, Lord, for marriage. Father, we pray for marital settlement. I pray you are the perfect matchmaker. You brought Rebecca to Isaac by the ministry of angels. I ask that the angel over this ministry uh, go forth, go forth and, con and, 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 and sort people out. Let there be divine matchmakings. Let husbands meet their wives. Let wives meet their husbands. Let the bone join to the right bone. Oh Lord, I pray for every home here under the sound of my voice. I ask, especially homes going through some crises, I ask specifically for the outpouring of your wisdom. For each one of us to know what to do. Lord, the world is in a dark place. We can't be joining that darkness. We are the light. Strengthen us in our weaknesses. Oh, strengthen us in our weaknesses. Heal our marriages. Heal our homes. Let us breed children that will have better homes than that of as fathers, as husbands, as wives, as mothers, help us to raise a better next generation. And anyone hearing my voice going through some financial crisis in their home, the tension is high because of finances. Father, I'm asking for your intervention. I'm asking for miracles. Let there be financial miracles this week. Let there be intervention this week. Let that family, Father, be rescued in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, there is a man under the sound of my voice making certain decisions or we need to make certain decisions this week about business. Father, let there be direction. Let there be clarity of the steps to take. Let there be profits. Let there be righteous increase. I pray for that woman 
battling with depression. Things have been so chaotic. Holy Ghost, let the spirit of joy oh, rest on that woman. I liberate that woman in the name that is above all names. The name of Jesus. Let the peace of God rest on that woman right now. Right now, right now, right now. Right now, you can go no further. The chains of depression is broken. The chains of, 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 of depression, the chains of suicidal thoughts, the chains of confusion, I declare it broken in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You are faithful. You are good. You are faithful, you are good. You are faithful, you are good. You are faithful, you are good. You are Thank you, Father. Can I pray for anyone that is not saved? or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus, and you are in this second service, I'd like you to lift one hand up and I'll pray with you. You are in this service, you want to surrender your life to Jesus for the very first time, or rededicate your life. Just one hand up. Thank you, Father. Just one hand up. If you're online, just boldly send a wave. Thank you, Lord. God, just one hand up, and then the other hand on your chest. Don't be looking around. Be praying. If you're in such a category, just put one hand up and the other hand on your chest. God bless you. God, just put it up. Let the usher see it clearly. God bless you. If you're online, the QR code is there. Now put the other hand on your chest. God bless you. And then say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I yield my life to you. I surrender my all to you. You are the best thing that can happen to a man or to a woman. I renounce sin and Satan. Come into my life. Come in today. Come in to stay. I renounce sin. I renounce Satan. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. And from this moment, I'm rescued from darkness. I'm rescued from sin and Satan to serve the living God. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let me pray with the Lord. We want to bless you for these precious ones. The power of darkness is broken off their lives. They have a new day, a new dawn. Uh, Holy Spirit, pick them up. Let them never go back to darkness again. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The officials will get across to you asleep or a little pack. They uh, would love to have your data, names, email address, phone numbers, uh, possibly your house address. We want to communicate with you and see you become the best that you can be in God. You have made a great decision and God will sustain you by the Spirit. And when they reach out to you in a call, make sure you respond. Let's put our hands together for them in the name of God. Now, when I started, I said a wrong third voice. And yet, there are things that we need to talk to people about, isn't it? It's just for us to qualify who we talk to. I'll be speaking a lot about that in the next service. The courage to speak. I'll speak about this a bit. Then the courage to speak. There are many things that should have been spoken about early enough. It's like cancer or any of those ailments. That if it's handled on time, there are big chances of survival. 
But there are times in a home, things delay, delay so much that it can almost reach no return. The courage to speak. If your husband is beating you, speak out. Early. So you don't die in the house. If your wife is misbehaving, speak out. But just qualify your soil. Not to talk, talk to your ex or talk to wrong people they without looking at your wife. No, talk to your... There are people that you can talk to. But to say that nobody to talk to, there are other reasons why you're not talking. Fear, ego, or wrong cultural orientation. So we'll deal with that in the next service. I hope you are blessed this afternoon or this morning. God bless you. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.